Sean for breakfast, Essence's 747 Triple M, and every Monday we like to catch up with Barry Urquhart from Marketing Focus. And from day dot since I've been here, I've really enjoyed our conversations. He truly is a remarkably insightful man, and no matter what question I ask him, no matter how curveballish it is, he always has a very informative and an interesting answer, and he's he's sort of been there for my progression, and um, it's, it's and that's our last interview today. So I'm very sad for the last time to say hello to Barry Urquhart from Marketing Focus. Barry, how are you? Sean, uh, sad is the oh. word, but uh, beyond that, uh, looking forward to the future. Yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed any progression? I reckon I would have been pretty green in our first conversation. I think you were one of my first regular interviews. Yes, indeed. And uh, look, I think we've both progressed. It's all a matter about interaction and chemistry, and I hopefully that the listeners have enjoyed that chemistry as it's developed. So uh, the green shoots of development and progression is always there, conspicuous for all listeners on Triple M. Fortunately for you, dear listener, you can go back through the annals of the uh, the Triple M Esperance catch-up page. Just head to triplem.com.au uh, slash Esperance. Search Barry Urquhart Marketing Focus and you can, you can listen to some of our conversations across the last two years. But the show must go on and today we want to talk about food prices across the board. And the thing is, we, we say quite regularly, Barry and I on the program, well, Barry obviously pushes forward the message, discounting is fraught with danger and we're seeing this in the market right now, Barry. Yes, we are, because the headlines and the consumer reactions are such that it is currently the fastest growing rate of growth in retail prices, particularly with food, for the last six years. And yet, if you take pause and go back for eight years and start comparing prices, we are actually paying less right now for things like milk, bread, eggs and the like. And I think that therein lies the message is that consumers readily accept lower prices. They don't identify them to be discounted prices. They're just the new prices. But when retailers finding that they're not making the profit or the sustainability possible, they need to raise their prices. There is an immediate negative reaction from consumers because they're saying, hold on, with inflation going at 2.1%, you're increasing your prices by 10, 15 or 20 percent that's unfair, unequitable, and there are consequences. And let's talk about those consequences. There's one of the big retailers of Australia that's just gone bust in the last 48 hours, oh, that went bust late last week. Yes, Harris Scarf. They've been trading for 170 years. They've got 66 stores throughout Australia. A department store, but I think therein lies the great problem. A lot of consumers would not have been able to recognize and identify and therefore categorize were they a department store, a discount department store, were they a regional operation, and it was confusion. Now, of course, once you get into that sort of scenario to compete, the tendency is to get onto the treadmill of discounting. And unfortunately, they did, and then they went to online advertising because they felt that they had to be online with retail presence and with media exposure but then the problem is that when you're going online one of the casualties is that identification and the magnet of having identified a brand whether it's the store brand or the product brand it's not there top of mind within the consumers and so they've had a scenario where it's been a composition of a whole lot of countervailing forces coming together and sadly for the second time in 25 years Harris Scarf has gone down because 25 years ago a very similar scenario when they were called in with the receivers and it was something like in the order of 200 million dollars worth of debt. 
Well, they should have. They needed to be listening to more marketing focus with Barry Urquhart and Sean for breakfast. Um, well, I think that what they do, retailers, they stop listening. They stop listening to their customers and they think that it's all about competition. And so people say, oh, well, of course, it's the internet. And we say, well, hold on. 25 years ago, there was effectively no internet. And therefore, you can't say the replication of circumstances is a consequence of online again because online wasn't there 25 years ago. And how much is it a factor that the the managers, the management, the board in these big companies, they're not necessarily from retail, they may be cherry-picked from other industries, and they just don't understand the basic concepts of retail? And the art of retailing yeah. is something that is being learned, and you can't learn that from a textbook. You can't learn that from a elevated office removed from and, the And consumer. it's changing as well, though, as well, the climate. Oh, very much so, and very rapidly, and it's very hard. Like Even to the extent as a market researcher and a consumer behaviour analyst with myself, I am constantly going out there. You know, people say to me, what do you do most of your life? I say, I go and have coffees. I observe consumer behaviour. I interact with consumers. We conduct focus groups for the public, for the, you know, uh, you know, the private companies. We look at uh, big and small companies. We look at, into trading and wholesale supply, manufacturing and distribution. It is a very dynamic change challenging society, which can of itself be energizing, but you cannot hold back and say, well, this is the way we've always done it, because I've already heard the commentary about Harris Scarf, oh, it's so sad because they've been around for 170 years. The life expectancy of corporations today is decreasing exponentially. Mm. So what we've got to do is to say the tenure of your senior management is probably going to be five years or less, and unless you are reinventing yourself as a corporation every three to five years, you are going to go backwards. Like, look at BHP it used to be the big Australian then it was BHP Billiton now it's coming back to the big Australian and what will it be tomorrow and you know what is going to be the product range it's that type of situation in fact let's take pause if you go back 30 years now that's an interesting sort of period of time look at the Australian stock exchange look at the top by value 200 corporations listed on the Australian stock exchange and look at the list today over 60 percent of the biggest, most viable and dynamic organisations in the year 1989 no longer exist in their own rights today. Wow, that's um, that's damning. Let's swing it back to Woolworths and Coles, in particular Woolworths, who we have down in Esperance here. What does this mean for them if if these um if these companies, these big corporations, have got a short shelf life? Can Woolworths stick around for another five, ten years? What's your prediction for them? Well, they've got to be dynamic, and it all comes back to leadership. And it comes back to making sure that there's consistent prices and value. I think that's the interesting sort of situation, because they're saying, hold on, the consumers are being unreasonable. In the year 2008, we were buying, quite gladly, chicken from Coles and Woolworths at $12 for a whole fully cooked chicken. Of its own volition, Coles dropped the price to $8. Now, that's a 33% reduction. It's only been in the last 18 months where prices have gone from $8 to $10. Consumer reaction was immediate and widespread. Hold on, that's a 25% increase. Well, hold on, yes, it is. But if you take pause and contemplate this for a moment, we are still paying for a fully whole-cooked chicken a price of $10 rather than $12, and that 
is 16% cheaper than what it was with no consideration for inflation since the year 2008. So we've really enjoyed price deflation. We're getting better value, but consumers aren't happy and they are certainly not loyal. What's a good strategy to raise the price? Like we've seen that with milk in recent times and they've sort of been almost saying, look, we're going to raise the prices, but it's going to be going back to the farmers and that's sort of their way to try and make up for it, to try and convince the consumer that they're still okay and that the prices are right and that they should keep shopping at those stores. What is that the strategy or what else is the way to raise the prices and not lose face like they have with the chicken? There is a very simple fundamental of marketing. When you can't differentiate what you sell, differentiate how you sell it. Let me put uh, an indirect answer to your question. Many years ago, I was working with Castrol. Now, Castrol is an interesting organization. It has no retail outlets. It sells most of its products through the service stations of people like Mobile, Shell, Caltex, and Lampol. Now, interestingly enough, the companies that I've just announced are the companies who are the major shareholders of Castrol. Mm. Some people will remember you know, Oils Aid Oils or Sol. Now, interestingly enough, we were doing some work with them, doing merchandising presentations, and they said, Barry, we just can't get loyalty and we are selling on the forecourt of our competitors who are also our major shareholders. And we said, well, all right, so we're selling bulk oil and we are paying uh, higher prices consumers for Castrol oils because oils ain't oils. Why don't you do it simple? Most people can go out and buy a four litre can of mobile shell Caltex and that type of oil. Make it your products available in five litre cans. And I said, it'll never work. We said, well, let's try it. It was outstandingly successful because it was just a convenience aspect. But people say, I always run out of oil. It's just great to have that extra one litre in my boot, in my garage, and I can call it upon. And so you can be differentiating. So rather than say, we're no longer going to have one dollar a litre milk, well, stop selling one litre, sell 1.5, two litres, and then restructure your pricing. It's exactly the same as carpet. Instead of saying, well, it's uh, so much per metre, then what you can do is to restructure the price and you change it to a square. Mm. And therefore, all of a sudden, it's very hard to compare, contrast, and say, well, gee, this is good value, so that people are getting a different appreciation and perspective of what represents value. I said it off the top and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter how curly the question or how unprepared I believe he is. He always comes out with a great answer. It's Barry Urquhart and Marketing Focus. If you want to hear more of his stuff, just jump onto his Facebook page, search Marketing Focus or Barry Urquhart there. Thank you so much, Barry. It's been a pleasure. No, the pleasure's been all of mine. Thank you for the experience and I look forward to interacting with you into the future. And we'll have to do that if I ever make it back into a radio.